Synergy Autism Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Synergy Autism Podcast, where I bring listeners the inside view of our autism community and how passionately we all work for the same mission, to better understand autism together. This is one of my, what I'm calling, miniature podcasts, where I take just one topic that I commonly discuss with clients and share it with you in a short and hopefully clear manner for you to contemplate and consider how it relates to your personal situation. So today I'm going to share with you the topic of never seeming to have enough energy, which often looks like sleeping all day for many of my clients, or it can look simply like holding up in one's room, playing video games, reading, listening to music, any of those things that kind of look like shutting down or or, uh, hiding away. So this issue comes up frequently with my clients who are trying desperately to be independent, but struggling to have enough energy to simply get through their day. So medical appointments, job searches may totally exhaust them. So I want you for a moment to imagine, imagine always feeling drained and unmotivated. Maybe you are the one who is, is experiencing this. It would be so incredibly frustrating and you would consistently blame yourself for simply not working hard enough or not sleeping well enough or not being motivated enough or whatever. But what if It were a biological event that you didn't have enough energy. What if being in a heightened state of sensory overload for a good majority of your day was what was exhausting you? What if you never even felt what it would be like to be relaxed, except when you're sleeping? Well, I'm here to share with you what some of the other people that I know both outside our autism community and within it, have shared that have helped them. So, a little history lesson first. (laughs) A woman by the name of Christine, and I'm going to try not to butcher her last name. I haven't heard it yet, so I'm just reading it. Miserandino, so Christine Miserandino, in 2003, shared with the world what she called the spoon theory. Now, the spoon theory, as she explained it, explains how she manages her energy levels due to her lupus symptoms. While her original story was for her friends to understand her lupus experience, the concept took off with many groups experiencing other diagnoses as well, including autism. So the spoon theory, in short, and you can listen in to how she explains it, which will explain why she talks about spoons. But the spoon theory in short is the experience of stating your starting your day with a certain amount of energy or number of spoons. And that amount of energy is less than others in your family and community. Each activity throughout your day takes energy or a number of spoons. And when you are out of spoons, you're out of energy. You have nothing left. Therefore, you may have to consider and use your spoons more judiciously than perhaps others surrounding you. 
Now, autistic individuals have also extrapolated the spoons to be tokens. Like if you're at an arcade where you start your play with a certain number of tokens. And in that arcade, some, some games cost three tokens and others cost just one. But you have to plan your plays or you may run out of tokens quickly and not be able to play the ones you really wanted to play. So if this whole concept of the spoon theory or token theory, if this speaks to you, I bet you are wondering now what to do with this information. Well, the first step is to understand your own or the autistic person's experience and take the blame out of it. Yes, take the blame out of it. Then, so that may take a little bit of time, <laughs> but then the next step is to figure out, okay, so what some people, you can, you can figure out what some people call energy accounting or they call it the energy accounting system. So this can be as informal or as formal as you wish, meaning that you can write it down or, and be as specific as it is meaningful for you. The energy accounting is basically realizing that some activities in your life fuel you and your energy stores, while others deplete that energy and those energy stores. For example, if taking a walk restores your energy, you might assign it a number value, say five. And sitting down to write your favorite book for, I mean, to write, ha, I'm in the middle of writing my book, so that makes sense. So sitting down to read your favorite book for 20 minutes, sorry for that ding, um, sitting down to read your favorite book for 20 minutes fuels you by a value of, say, three. Okay, so I'm going to start that again because I got interrupted. So So if this speaks to you, I bet you are wondering what to do with this information. Well, the first step is to understand your own or the autistic person's experience and take the blame out of it. Yes, take the blame out of it. It may be a biological event. Let's assume that. Then the next step is to figure out what some people call an energy accounting system. Now this can be as informal as, or as formal as you wish, meaning you can write it down and be as specific as it is meaningful for you. The energy accounting is basically realizing that some activities in your life fuel you and those energy stores, while others deplete those energy stores. For example, if taking a walk restores your energy, you might assign it a number value of say five. And if sitting down to read your favorite book for 20 minutes refuels you by a value of, say, three, then if you did both of these things, you'd be at a positive balance of eight, five for the walk and three for the reading. This then might prepare you for making that appointment that you've been wanting or needing to make or being on a video call with a friend. The making the appointment might have a negative value of, say, four, and the video call may have a negative or depleting value of, say, five. So if you started with a value of eight, you're actually in good shape after just one of these activities, so making the appointment, say. But you'd be a point over if you tried to do both without restoring your energy levels between those two activities. 
So anyway, understanding your own energy expenditures and ways to replenish them will be helpful as you tackle various tasks of increasing independence. So this spoon or token theory experience seems to come into view most clearly during the typical time that a person is what quote unquote launching or attempting to be increasingly independent. So I often see this with a lot of my young adults is kind of what I'm saying. But it occurs throughout and it is helpful for whatever age. So starting early, if you have a young person with autism, child, would be ideal, of course. Start discussing energy levels and what ener- re-energizes him or you or depletes. But if you are or have an adult with autism, take some time to experiment with energy levels and really validating your personal experience. This will go a long way for your self-advocacy around work, friendships, and other scenarios. And planning for your own well-being is essential for you to be at your best. So thank you for listening. I hope this was helpful. Please look to the show notes. Um, You can find those um, either on iTunes, of course, or by going to my website at Synergy Autism Center. That's S-Y-N-E-R-G-Y Autism, A-U-T-I-S-M, center.com. And you can find more information there, of course. Um, I am going to share the original blog um, for the Spoon Theory, the Token Theory for Autism, and a couple of videos on energy accounting as well. So you can find those there. And um, this is Barb Avila, and this is the Synergy Autism Podcast. Until next time... Please take care. Synergy Autism Podcast.